Digital 410 Productions proudly presents the What's in Your Head podcast. Digitized live from the ACT Computer Studios in Cape Coral, Florida, it's the What's in Your Head podcast with your hosts Gordon and Don Abernathy. What's up, what's up, what's up, OG5? It's Tuesday, the Tuesday before Christmas. And there it goes, bearing the needle. How you doing, fella? Doing all right. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm getting good grades. My future's so bright that so I need cataract appointments. What I, appointments? I said I'm going to need cataract appointments. Wait, wait, wait. Wait. Um, so I had to start getting readers a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Are you headed that way, too? No. No. Actually, you know, it's funny. We often talk about the things we do as kids that go in the face of parents, and we've often said the biggest joke that uh, God has ever played on man is despite how old you are, when someone older than you tells you not to do something or to do something, you think they don't know what they're talking about because they're old, you're young, you're hip, and you know. At a very young age, I had to get glasses, like second grade, and the eye doctor told Dad that the problem is uh, my eyes are lazy. I don't engage my eyes enough. Obviously, I didn't read at the time. I was quite a dumb kid. Uh, Video games aren't what they are nowadays. And uh, so one of the ways to engage his eyes and make his eyes better is to get a tennis ball and write numbers all over it, hang it from a ceiling and spin it and have them read out the numbers, which you may recall that our cousin Drew had in his basement because, well, he had to do the same thing. Well, based on the fact that I never liked to do anything I was told to do and Dad was way too busy to force me because, well, he had to work for a living, never did it. And so my eyes went to crap real quick. I was wearing no-line bifocals in elementary school. <laughs> and um, my, I was all the way that way up until high school. Um, it wasn't until I moved to California and started going to school for Microsoft um, certifications and computers and having to read and spending all this time on computers and reading and taking notes and all that. I actually had my same glasses when I moved to California, I had the same glasses that I got my freshman year, and these things were all it's like Harry up. Potter glasses. Uh, no, these were more like Jeffrey Dahmer's tongue glasses. I or mean, were they like Simon from Alvin Simon and Theodore glasses? No, these were metal framed, you know, um, just glasses. I may actually have a picture of me wearing were, them. Oh, they were round-ish. Weren't round-ish. They? Um, I'm, I probably have a picture on my Facebook page back from MySpace days. Back from anyhow, I know I have a picture of those glasses. But anyhow, when I Got to California, and my eyes were bothering me because I couldn't wear contacts for the longest time. Anyhow, something happened. I finally went to the eye doctor, and one, they looked at my glasses and said, how the holy fuck can you read all these things? They're so scratched off from all the years of falling off my skateboard and hitting the ground. And the fact that they were, at that point, six years old. <laughs> that uh, Yeah, they should be replaced about every two years. Um, contacts, it's... Oh, actually, contact your prescription is only good for a year in the state of Correct. Florida, and glasses are only good for three years. So they force you, you know, if you're going to get your eyes, if you want to buy new glasses or whatever, they pretty much force you to go every three years, at least when it comes to contacts, it's every year. But anyhow, back to the story at hand. Um, they did my exam, and they tested those glasses, and like, these glasses are way too strong for you. Your eyes have actually gotten better. And I was like, well, that's curious. Well, prior to moving to California, I was working all these years at Horton, reading small wires and, you know, motherboards and pens and all that crap. But anyhow, 
So my eyes actually got better when I got to my 20s than when I was in middle school and high school and I was wearing no-line bifocals. Um, to the so point you're saying now, all that time you did art in middle school and that didn't do much art wasn't in middle enough school. exercise? I didn't do much art in middle school. Oh, um, okay. And I got kicked out of drawing my freshman year because I dyed the son of the art teacher's hair green. Which you would think she's a fucking art teacher. She would be appreciative of the fact that I was helping her son express himself. But for you kids out there who are walking around seeing old ladies with purple and blue hair, you got to remember back in the 90s, 90, let's see, I graduated in 97, 97 How 96, can they 93, kick you out of class for that? Just hold on. 1993, well, 94, hair dye was not the socially acceptable thing it was keep in mind it was a short two years prior to this that if you had an earring in your right ear you were still questionably gay <laughs> when i actually got my right ear pierced because i already had my left ear pierced my freshman year of high school and i actually traveled to see gordon in montana i actually had people on the greyhound bus ask me if i was gay for no other reason than the fact that i had both my ears pierced so that's where we were as a society in the mid 90s and at our school at that time, kind of like it is in my daughter's middle school in 2021, you could not have your hair dyed a non-natural color because it was considered distracting. One of those policies they just got, you know, it's just one of those things they made just to fucking shut people up. So you cannot have color. So when you're a teacher at said school and now your senior or your junior Age sons come to school with hair, which is now green, which directly goes against the dress code of the school. Of course, she wasn't too thrilled about it. I didn't get kicked out directly, but let's just say her attitude and willingness to want to have me in her class became very problematic to the point where I voluntarily left and went to a different art. I think I, I dropped that and added another class of photography. So that semester I had two photography classes. Saying you showed yourself out? Yeah, I, I showed myself out. and uh, It's interesting because I had weird color hair when I was in high school, which would have been when you were in middle school. Yeah. But even in uh, that four years. I think at that point, the time I got there, I think – the class, including yours preceding me, had started to do it enough that it became, quote-unquote, problematic. So they had to make... Wow. I do remember the time I was a senior, um, the crew below me, the Marilyn Manson crew that you know, I'm not going to... You know, you know the ones. Yeah, yeah. They were doing it enough that it actually... Bill, won't say his last name, actually got on the news. The local news did a story in the fact that the kids were trying to get the dress code changed so that they can express themselves accordingly. All these young kids now are, <laughs> you know, it's all about pronouns, this and that. Our generation was sticking it to the man because we simply wanted to change our hair a different fucking color. <laughs> Boy, how that's times it. have changed. That's interesting because if I remember right, our class was like the class that may have been mentioned in your school as don't be like this class because nobody voted for anything. So the class officers got shooed in. We got everything almost canceled. Uh, we had a class of 93 canceled shirt and it said Morp nice. canceled. This canceled. They this brought Morp canceled. back for my class. We were the first class to have Morp. I never went to prom, but I did go to Morp. Um, for those of listening, it was just prom backwards instead of fancy dress code it was hawaiian shirts and just whatever in a hayride or whatever yeah <laughs> but um on my class it was interesting so you know i was a skateboarder which 
skateboarding is not as successful. Wait, 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 hold on. Does that mean the class of 93 ruined it for several classes below them? Three, four, five, six, yeah. Class of 97, we were the first one to have. Fuck yeah. It would have been my fresh. <laughs> I think it was my freshman or sophomore year they brought it back. But skateboarding was not socially acceptable as it is nowadays. We didn't have Tony Hawk Pro Skater. and X Games were just starting to make a name for themselves, so you didn't have the general popular support for skateboarding like you have now. Don't even get me started on snowboarding at the time. And so we're still, you know, you're kind of social outcast and this and that. Oh, I had long hair. Both my ears was pierced. It, was it still skaters versus the Hork Boys? Uh, kind of. But see, I did a really good job of, because of some of the extracurricular activities, legal extracurricular activities, school-sponsored ones, I had kind of made, you know, I've gotten, I was, I found my position self uh, quite a lot to be introduced to the classes below me before they got into school. And so I kind of, they already kind of knew who I was. And so I had the luxury of bouncing through, you know, different cliques, if you will. I could actually go to the tables of the jocks and sit there and talk to them, then get up and go talk to the Hort boys and then the, the wannabe gangsters and then the Manson kids and all that. And for those of you who may not know, the Hort boys were those who were in the horticulture. Correct. Hort- uh, Grove Hort- City Hort- High School kids. had a horticulture class. But anyhow, the reason I bring all this up is my senior year, during the senior prank time, a group of kids decided to get drunk, um, break into the school, which by that point we had cameras, completely trashed the library, knocked over every bookshelf, (laughs) uh, put dead deer carcasses. That was a a big fucking library, too. mm -hmm, Dead deer carcasses and raccoons and animals in the courtyard, and, and they just created all around pure chaos. School rolls around on Monday. People start talking, as people do. And someone suggested that perhaps me and my friends did this. To which I was standing in the lunchroom, and as you remember, a long time ago you had a bank of payphones, and then on each side of the payphones you had glass cabinets that had all trophies in it from all the basketball, football, wrestling, all, all the trophies. To which I said to this particular young man, if it was me and my friends who broke into this place, the first thing would have been destroyed would have been said trophy cases because, you know, we were kind of anti-jock, anti-sport on that level. I did just say I I personally, but this person was <laughs> accusing me and my friends of doing this. Well, lo and behold, comes to find out because, well, they did just, in fact, install security cameras in all the hallways a few months prior to this. It was the football players. Four or five people from the King of Hearts, I mean, it's from the Homecoming Court and King of Hearts Court and some National Honor Society students. So now the administration's got themselves in a pickle. So it's all the jewels of the of the school. Yeah, because the school got trashed. People just assumed it was either the skaters, the Manson kids, you know, all the bad dreads of society. And it turns out it was basically, as you just said, the poster child for the school. These are the kids that you hold up in National Honor Society. These are the kids that you're wanting the athletic sponsorships to go to. The cream of the crop, they fucking rose to the top. Never read a pig because a pig is a cop, but, but no, I'm sorry, that's also fame. So that the, the administration. You had a Terminator. And Arnold Schwarzenegger tried to play me off like as if my name was Sega, but I ain't going out like no punk bitch. Um, might get used to one style and might switch it up, up and down. Go listen to House of Pain. Uh, but now the administration had themselves in a, a bit of a pickle because what do you do? Do you expel four or five football players, uh, National Honor Society people, uh, all the kids? Well, that... somebody's got to be an example, right? Well, yeah. So what do you do? 
I think you give them like one or two days and then five, five, it was like 500 hours of community service. Smack on the wrist. And that was it. So at my graduation class, those kids had 532 or whatever the hours were written on top of their caps as kind of as a fuck you to them because, hey, we trashed a place, we got away with it, and all we had to do was X amount of community service hours. But I don't know how we got on that topic, but, oh, yeah, high school. So long story short, when I started going to school and all that stuff, my eyes got better. And now both my eyes are damn near the same. Maybe one of them is half a nut hair off to the fact that they just sell me two boxes of the same exact prescription. And so I save money that way. Mm -hmm. So instead of buying one box for left, I both my eyes are the same and they are a lot better. I'm still blind as fuck. Don't get me wrong. If, so if society collapsed and we had to pick up arms and defend ourselves, I'm only as good until my con last pair of contacts and my last pair of glasses. And then I'm fucked like Chuck. No, it's like what I, I've said about, um, uh, Walking Dead. You never seen anybody with glasses. It's because they died off. But in, in in a world beyond, there's all sorts of people with glasses. So yeah. So uh, <laughs> during the zombie apocalypse, I'm only as good as my last pair of Johnson and Johnson disposable contacts. And I tell you, I've got one of two pairs of glasses. Of, break of glasses. Now it, it's interesting that you brought up your eyes got better because my late 30s, my eyes got better too because my right eye used to be really bad and now they're even. And, but what my, my eye doctor was saying is, this means you're going to need readers in the future. And that went on for five years or so. And then it, it, when I turned 46 is when I, I needed them. Well, that so. was in my 20s. I'm in my 40s now. And we saw, Gordon, we didn't do any show prep or anyhow, but I was doing show prep. And I think I kind of subconsciously embedded this topic into Gordon's head. So we'll just get to it. Technology upgrade. Um, FDA just approved an eye drop that will uh, uh, imp temporarily improve your eyes up to 12 hours a day to prevent you from needing readers. The FDA recently approved the prescription eye drop called Buity for people with age-related blurry vision. These eye drops won't turn back the clock on aging eyes, but they could potentially replace reading glasses for some of the 128 million Americans who have trouble seeing close up after age 40. It's the only way the 54-year-old can see things clearly. I was in denial because to me that was a sign of growing older, you know, needing to wear glasses. In 2019, her doctor told her about eye drops with the potential to correct her vision problems temporarily. It's the first FDA-approved eye drop to treat age-related blurry near vision, also known as presbyopia. Not only does it improve your near and your intermediate, but it does not affect your distance vision. Dr. George Waring was principal investigator for the trial. He says the drug takes effect in about 15 minutes. Vuity utilizes the eye's natural ability to reduce its pupil size. Reducing the pupil size expands the depth of field or the depth of focus, and that allows you to focus at different ranges naturally. One drop in each eye provides sharper vision for 6 to 10 hours. It works best in people age 40 to 55, and side effects in the three-month trial included headaches and red eyes. This is something that um, we anticipate will be well-tolerated long-term, but this will be evaluated and studied in a formal capacity. As for Tony Wright and millions just like her, it's an easy backup solution with a clear advantage. Ah, there's that pun we love from journalism on television and newspaper. That pun I, had to be in there somewhere. 
I just had a thought. They talked about basically having their pupils pinned. Stop. Okay, hold on. I just had the same thought. Same time. Ready? <laughs> One, two, three. Eye exam, pupil dilation. I was thinking getting pulled over by the cops, they think you're under the influence of something because your eyes now no longer react the way they should. LSD. But what I was thinking, it's like they almost fine-tuned that drops they used to put in your eye during eye exams that would cause your pupils to dilate, which you couldn't Get drive home. Direction which is why I haven't done it in five years because I always have to drive home. But it's almost like they've taken that eye drop and fine-tuned it so they can tune it in just right. Not too big, not too small. They did the Goldilocks. Goldilocks yeah, because it sounded like it. your pupils got smaller, which to me, you know, made it make you look like you're on something. So well, I'm sure it'd be know. interesting. You know, yeah. I, I'm going to bring it up to my doctor because, I like, I'm wearing... Um, well, are you nearsighted or farsighted? Because I thought she said it only works for nearsighted. I am nearsighted. Okay. I've always been nearsighted. But it's the up. It's for the up close vision reading. Mm-hmm. That's why it does this. And I, I actually wear. Um, they're not bifocals. They're uh, the other term for it now without a line. But uh, my day, it's they very, just called them very bifocals. minor. It's very very minor uh, level. It's like a one. That would be even... a good candidate too, because he had eye surgery last year because of a cataract, and the eye surgery he had. <laughs> this is just great. The eye surgery he had. He now, for the first time in probably 50 years, he doesn't have to wear glasses, but he does have to re- wear readers. Unless he would have paid an inordinate amount of money for eye, then they would have just finished the. It's like they did half a surgery. For this amount of money, we'll make it where you don't need glasses, but you'll need readers. But if you cough up the rest, you won't need readers. But anyhow, so now he only needs readers. So if he gets these eye drops, if he were to need them, if the, enough to justify that $85 bill per 30 days, he would be. A, Probably a good candidate. Yeah, that's awful expensive. Yeah, I, I, just, said, I, I cut just, it out because that was a four-minute story. But, yeah, she said it, it's like a $80 bottle for 30 days. But I'm assuming it's 30 no, days that. if you're using it daily. Um, you know, if you're daily. But I think a lot of people probably wouldn't use it daily. You may, you know, especially if you're a lady. I think Wednesday I'll use my drops. And Friday I want to wear this outfit. But Monday I'm going to wear this outfit, and they really match my readers. My readers actually make it look really good. So I think I'll, I'll wear my readers on Monday, but Wednesday we'll do the drop, you know, things like that. That's stuff you would think of. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. <sighs> Let's you on a secret. I'm wearing pajama bottoms right now. I don't give a fuck. I'm still wearing my work clothes. And that is no secret. Oh, we so, did have a tornado um, touchdown in Fort Myers today. So okay. for those of you with property damage and property loss, I, I feel for you. So not to sound like Bill from the um, Unsubscribe podcast, but because we had a, a, a show tonight, I was running a little late and decided to Taco Bell. Stop by Taco Bell. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, two people. Hold on. Two time adults. Hold, hold on. Stop. Do you refer to Taco Bell as Mexican food or is it just Taco Bell? It's just Taco Bell. Okay. Sometime toxic hell. Taco is a loose phrase for them, but we'll, we'll stick with it. Go ahead. Okay. One chicken chalupa combo. Okay. And a substitute for a... How much do you think a chicken chalupa combo costs? Well, you know, interestingly enough, Adam Kroller shows how out of the loop he is because every time he makes references to buying affordable lunch for a work crew, he keeps talking about 38-cent tacos at Taco Bell, which they have not been 38-cent for the longest time. Even the cheapest tacos are like $1.75. But a chalupa on its own is probably about $3.74. A combo, I'm going to assume, comes with those those generic churros. Nope. You have to buy those separate. Okay, so what does the combo come with? Like a hard-shell taco? 
Yep. So I'm going to say a, a, that combo with the hard shell taco, did you upgrade to Supreme or just go base model? They are Chalupa Supremes is how they come now. What about the taco? They actually slimmed their menu way down. What about down. the side taco? Was it, was it a basic? Side taco, it was just a basic combo, but, but there is an upcharge because we went from beef to chicken. But, but I'm talking about the base price of the chicken chalupa combo. I know, but this is a combo, mm-hmm. and it comes with a side taco. Mm-hmm. And some people, out of habit, ask for sour cream on that side taco, which then makes it a taco supreme. Nope. I'm, nope. Okay. That combo by itself, I'm going to say $8.79. $10.29. What was the Nevada state sales tax on that? Oh, no, no. This is before taxes. Oh, how much? $10.29. That is for the two chicken chalupa combo, a so, bottled water, which okay, was no I'm charge. Okay, I'm sorry. I, didn't, I wasn't aware that you say two chalupas or one chalupa? Yeah, it's a, well, it's a, it, it, the chicken chalupa combo comes with two chalupas. And a side taco? And a side taco. Okay, see, I, did, I, I wasn't aware that there's three meals, three sandwiches, three objects, three of ed, uh, edible objects in that combo. So Yes. But still, ten twenty nine seems awful. I steep. would have adjusted from my eight dollars up to probably nine or ten if I knew there was two chalupas in that package deal. And then you uh, substitute from beef to chicken with an eighty cent upcharge, which is crazy because it's like grady chicken. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like a, a, a lateral move. Mm-hmm. Then there's my my combo was the uh, three beef Taco Bell's the bomb. Michael, don't get me started on you. Taco Bell is the bomb if you're eighteen, broke as fuck, and it's three in the morning. Especially if you live in California, Nevada, or Florida, you should not be eating taco. If you live in Kentucky, Tennessee, Ohio, maybe Ohio, parts of Ohio, I can understand it because you may be few and far between legitimate Mexican food. But anyhow, I digress. So needless to say, between the chicken chalupa combo and a three beef crunchy taco supreme combo with two cinnamon twists, $22.85. Uh, inflation at its finest. I pulled up to the window and I told the guy, I said, the kid, I said, you know, I promised myself that when it costs more than $20 or more for two people to eat a Taco Bell, mm-hmm. I'm no longer coming here. Well, to be fair to him, if you would have ordered just some basic hard tacos, it would have probably been $12.38. But I, I fall in that same category because if I do go to Taco Bell the last time, back when I was going regularly before I saw the light, I would get the ultimate, the, what is it? The super giganto steak burrito, whatever the hell it is. The chicken or the steak chalupa or no, gordita? Uh, no, it's like, I don't know. It was like their mega steak burrito or whatever, and it was pretty mm. expensive. But um, that does not surprise me. I will say because I'm almost done with my chicken comparison YouTube video, and there is a wide swath. I only want to have left of this Chick fil A, but out of Burger King, Wendy's, KFC. And McDonald's, believe it or not, KFC is not the most expensive chicken sandwich combo, which shocked the shit out of me. <laughs> I bet you I know which one it is. But, um, yeah. Uh, let's see what else we got going. Oh, we've discovered Hold on, because we're on thing. food, because we're on food, I'm, I'm going to get on this road. I just, I got to pull up the content here so I can uh, make sure I have it all right. So... If you guys remember back during COVID, I basically was the unofficial Arizona Energy Ice Tea King on TikTok because I had done some videos on how a lot of places are charging more than 99 cents. 
I've seen a lot of videos. Other guys have jumped on that wagon too. Yes, but for a while I was the king of the Arizona iced tea. Uh, my videos had tremendous amount of views. They're they're blown up quite a bit. But um, recently I was doing a live stream and uh, fishing, and I was talking to this guy named uh, Social Outcast who also fish, and he was we were doing a side by side, so we we're verbally talking to each other. And he was saying, "Hey, I got to go, but if you're going to be out here a while." Um, I'll come back. I got to go make my grandmother some hot dogs. That's all she wants to eat. So I said, well, what kind of hot dogs? Oh, I think I'll go ballpark. Or I was like, no, no, you got to get these hot dogs. I forget what the name is. It's like S-A-H. We talked, you and I talked about it. All right. So that was it. It went on. The very next day I went to, actually that night, I was like, I want fucking hot dogs now. So I went to Publix and I did a TikTok with him. Well, not with him, but I tagged him in it and I was showing him. It was just, it was not a TikTok meant for general audiences. It wasn't even a TikTok meant to generate views. It was just a, hey, fellow, we were talking. Here's these uh, damn hot dogs I was talking to you about. Here's the brand. Here's what the package looks like. So try them. And here's basically super quick video. Dumb as shit. Those are the hot dogs I was talking about on my live stream. Buy those, pan fry them. You'll never go back. Hashtag hot dogs pan fry. The very next day I came home from work, actually the very next day I was on my way from homework and that video had 4,000 views. Two and a half hours later it had 6,000 views. So this thing was registering like 1,000 more views an hour and today it has 11,000 views. So this is the hottest post you've had in a while. And so then I made a post, um, I won't play for it, I just have the voice of text and I'm walking out and I'm thinking, I got nothing but G thing playing, it's a... The voice, and I'm just putting on my sunglasses, and I flip a Coke in my hand, a Coke can spin around. It says, when you try to make original thought-provoking content, but your most popular video right now is a video about hot dogs. Basically making fun of myself. My content sucks so bad that my leading video, even though I try to make creative, original stuff, my most trending video right now is about fucking hot dogs. And so people start commenting, no, you want Nathan. So I did a video. So really no one down, even with all the New Yorkers down here, and I'm in the parking lot of the recently defunct Cape Coral Nathan's that's closed. I said, even with all the New York transplants down here, no one eats Nathan's. Our stores have closed down. So Nathan's is a blood. No, thank you. And then there's this guy who just said, nope, no, thank you. Actually, let me see what his actual post was. Um, he said something along the lines of, no, not me. Yeah, I thought, no, not me. Now, I wasn't trying to attack this guy. I just, okay, here's some more content. Let's keep going with this hot dog theme, right? Because it's getting views. And so a lot of time, and I always love when people come at me with comments. And I always, if somebody has a bad comment or a slightly snikey, I always love it. I love it. Give them thumbs up. I don't get mad at people. I love it because snarky comments brings more views, whatever. But I did a I did a retake on part two. The video I came out making fun of myself and I flipped the can of Coke talking about how, you know, I try to do creative content, but everybody likes hot mm -hmm. dog videos. So I did a video replying to him where I come out of the garage, recreate the other one, but I'm out of Coke. So I grabbed one of Carrie's diet Cokes and I made this TikTok. Yeah. Cause I don't take hot dog advice from somebody with Shea Guevara as a profile pic. Cause after all, Nothing supports freedom of choice and quality of life like Marxism. Nice try, Sally. The guy's profile picture is Che Guevara and a bunch of artistic shit behind it. Posted that. Yes, I'm attacking this guy's avatar, whatever. 
He comes back with this. This is the greatest, and I had—I just this came back before the show, so I haven't done a video. Um, once again, I'm not trying to attack the guy, but this just goes to show you the thought process of the type of person that would put a Che Guevara <laughs> logo on their profile, right? Uh, hold on, I'm going to the video so I can find his comments. Okay, um, he has a whole diarrhea mouth one. Okay, now he has since recently. Uh, gone back to my original hot dog video to to slam on it some more, but let's see. Um, let me go to the video I'm making fun of him. Let me go to comments. He says, "Now this is where it gets confusing." Um, oh, he does got a Che Guevara. Well, the first one says, "My God, he drinks Diet Coke. What a Karen!" And it's Diet nasty shit here. Cleaning hot dogs today. Not sure what that means, but okay, that's fine. The second one was making fun of my Cast King sunglasses. Oh, Karen, with the cheap sunglasses, don't eat hot dogs. What is your point here? I guess he's saying he doesn't need hot dogs. And then he went on my other video and was talking about... Wait, wait, the pro-Marxist guy is slamming you for having cheap... Not, you're, you're, seeing, cheap. You're, you're seeing why I'm bringing this up. You're, you're, you and I are on the same fucking page. And he went on the original hot dog video since and put um, eating lips and eyeballs and ears and scraps left on the floor. Must be a proud man with an interesting bio. Well, my bio says I'm a podcast host and it has my website, my fucking P.O. Box address. Yeah, guess what? If you're into Marxism, that's all you're going to fucking You're do. on the same page. <laughs> so I'm reading this. And I'm like, okay, this guy's a Marxist, or at least he, he, oh, uh, he he's all about Shea Guevara. And his attacks on me would be the fact that I don't support over-embellished, overpriced corporate sunglasses instead of wearing... You know, uh, Oakley's or uh, the fishing sunglasses that everybody wears that has the C on it that I knew the name before the show. Everything that, owned by Luxottica, basically. Basically, that costs $150. I'm wearing sunglasses that you can get off of Amazon for $25 that comes with a hard case and a soft case both, and you can see just as well as you can with Costas. So Mr. Marxist here has come back at me for not supporting overinflated, overpriced sunglasses. I'm wearing cheap sunglasses, which you figure he'd be a fan of because working man can't afford $50, $150 sunglasses. And then he's coming after me for what would be considered the poor man's delicacy back in the 40s. Uh, this guy's so poor, the only thing he can afford to eat is bologna and hot dogs. <laughs> so he is so out of it and so he's so out of touch with what Marxism is and who Che Guevara is that his slander on me would probably be two things that Che Guevara himself would pat me on the back for. So being he's a, working a Marxist man. for the image only. <laughs> well, his... Doesn't doesn't study history. Doesn't well. He came history. after me for my profile. So, um, his profile says college artist. There it is. He's indoctrinated. Weapons artist. Not sure what that means. I don't know if he's one of those nunchuck guys. Maybe flips a fucking you know some. It's a fidget spinner. Uh, drummer. Trap artist. There's no such thing. Pencil sketch. In Harmonia rap. Now, are you familiar with what a trap house is, Gordon? Yeah, it's a drug. It's deal. it's it's a it's, new hip. It's basically a new version of a crack house. flop house. It's a it's a new hip version for saying I hung out in a crack house last night. Or a trap house, house is where you quote unquote get trapped because you're doing all illegal stuff. 
So this guy's claiming he's a college artist, a weapons artist, a drummer. A... So he's he just wants to use the word artist a lot. So apparently, I've never heard of Harmonia rap. So apparently, he's a shitty rapper. Um, I see. Spell that. Spell that out for me. H a r m o n i a, like harm harmonious, but it's harmonia. He has, but he don't have any pictures of himself. Like all his videos are like almost they're like of his drum kits, but you can never see what he actually looks like. So I have no idea what his age is. I think it's Hispanic. Okay, possibly, but once again, uh, and I didn't do this to make fun to attack the guy, but you saw where I was coming from. If you're going to attack me and and belittle me, maybe don't use things that the person in your profile pic would be proud of. You know, you should try something else. Maybe look through some of my videos. Maybe make fun of the fact that I look like I'm fucking 60 because my white hair, um, you know, my wrinkled face. There's plenty of shit to make fun of me for. Just put a little more. That's all I ask. Just put a little more effort into it and, and at least stand by your profile. That's all I ask. And we'll move on from there. But just like you did, I thought it was funny. I'm like, wait a minute. You're coming after me for these things? I'm for, trying to find some harmonia rap here. Just for, to, for not non- eating, you know, steak and lobster every night. And, you know, you figure he would come out. But anyhow, I digress. Ah! Harmonicus. <laughs> uh, whatever. Oh. Here, harmonia rap beat. It sounds like. Oh, I don't have the sharing on, so I probably won't be able to hear it. Well, yeah, this is free to use. Har- harmony. Uh, it's it's kind of all over the map. It seems like it's a little electronic driven. Though. I got you. I got you. I don't know if you're aware of this, Gutter, but there actually was music recorded before 1989. What is this? You're going to wear this to the show. You're going to wear the shirt of the band you're going to go see. Don't be that guy. And now, to be or not to be that guy. <laughs> Michael's like Costa. Welcome to the holiday version of To Be or Not To Be That Guy. This is going to be a short list. Um, but number one, maybe you're this guy, and if you are, don't take offense. I'm just looking at it from the Che Guevara side. <laughs> don't be that guy who spends two months worth of his salary on Christmas like decorations. Oh, there's some of these, like the, there's a TikTok of a house that has literally a 35-foot inflatable Santa Claus in front I've of it. I've seen it. Holy could, crap. Imagine if the wind got a hold of that thing. I know, but if you could like Lowe's or Home Depot, like a 7-foot tall inflatable snowman is like $250. I can only imagine what a 30-foot by 15-foot inflatable snowman costs. I'm going to say we probably know. maxed out a credit card on the damn we, thing. We, we know what somebody spent their stimulus money on. Yeah, right. Year. Or less maxed out a credit. But, you know, it's put up a few... Lights, maybe get one of those fountains that cascade and, the lasers all over the front. And it, it wasn't even big houses. It, I think the thing was bigger than the, the thing house. was bigger than the house. Or or the video of the bear attacking the the twelve foot inflatable deer. Have you seen that one? I have not. It's two bears, brown bears, in like mm-hmm. California, and. This bear's hungry. He sees a fucking 12-foot fucking deer. So what do you do if you're a, a bear and you see a 12-foot deer? He jumps on the hindquarters of that motherfucker like he's taking it down. Like he's like, holy shit, I can feed my family for six months on this thing. And the thing did not pop. He's wrestling it for like three minutes, and the thing does not pop. He's like trying to take down this 12-foot He's saying the, the inflatable deer won? I'm saying 
whoever made this inflatable deer should be using this footage as how durable their equipment is because this brown bear with these sharp ass razor claws is not taking the air out of this thing. It's it's putting up the fight. It's and made winning. of ballistic nylon. <laughs> you know, some of those cool fountains are like the uh, I call them fountains. They're not. They're they're projectors. But I like the ones that have like the Santa Claus head and all that. You know, the ones that make the oh, LED that. lights that spin around. Yeah, that's fine. But I, the cool ones are like during Halloween they got Jack. You know, mm-hmm. Nightmare and Christmas guy. So buy a couple of those. But literally, when you, <laughs> I drove by a house today. They had probably thirty of the inflatable decorations, but it was during the day, so they were off. So it looked like a crime scene, like a a gang war <laughs> between Christmas decorations, and they're all just flat out all over the lawn. So you know, it, it's so funny because Carrie and I are always every holiday we do this. You know, we should really decorate our tree. This year, I slacked. I I usually at least put a strand of lights around my palm trees, whatever. But this year, just been too damn busy fishing. We buy additional decorations every year, so now we got quite the, quite the, quite the shit going on. But what's interesting is there are eight houses on our street, and every house but one has decorations in their yard. Well, every year that's pretty cool. We didn't even bother going this year with inflation because every year we'd go like, you know, let's. Let's get enough to do, you know, the the gutters through the side, maybe both palm trees, and you know, and we'll go and we start looking inflatables and lights. It's like, no fuck inflatables. We gotta buy Christmas presents. Uh huh. That's what you buy. You just buy one strand a year. You do just I really want to drop three hundred dollars on exterior luminescence for my home? No, you go at the end of Christmas when they're on sale and you buy a couple of cheap strings and that's yeah, that's that year. Then the next year you add to it, maybe you throw a projector in there, you know. And that's and a good it, point. And and you know, every year we hear people it's it's fucking October. Why do they already have Christmas decorated? Because they're so goddamn expensive. It takes you four months to buy them before Christmas. That's why the Halloween and decorations come out for sale five months before the holiday, because if they did it at the beginning of December, no one's gonna have money to buy the well, decorations. It's like buying ammo if you can't afford to buy in bulk. Mm-hmm. You stop in, you buy a, a pack of 50. Pre-COVID, I used to do that every paycheck. I would just stop at a gun store. Let me get a box of 40 cal. Just one, just one box. Go home, open up the ammo can, toss it in, walk away. Four months later, buddy, hey, you want to go to the gun range? Um, let me see if I have any. Oh, wow. I can, sure, I'll meet you there. Once COVID hit, Ammo is hard to find. I will say, everybody, oh, 40 cal suck. You need a 45 ACP or you need 9 millimeter, which I have. Guess who? 9 millimeter and 40 is about ballistically the same. But the point being is everybody says that, so they go with the 9 millimeter. Guess when, middle of the pandemic, when you walk into the gun store and you look at the ammo shelf, guess what boxes of ammo were gone and which ones weren't? The most popular firearm in America. No one could get nine millimeter or forty five, but I could find forty everywhere. So now, now, thank God, things are actually getting a little closer to normal. It's not quite there, but you can definitely find it. Back to um, our list of to be or not to be. That guy holiday edition waits to the last minute to buy Christmas gifts. Once again, I can understand times are tight, times are hard, and I wouldn't even consider today last minute. It's borderline on last minute. I'm talking like. Day before Christmas Eve and Christmas Eve shopping, like when you're stuck at CVS and Walgreens going through their empty shelves trying to find something for somebody because you literally waited until the last minute, you're not going to produce a good gift. You're better off just getting a gift card or Venmo and somebody some money at that point. 
You know what we do, and this is going to sound horrible. We don't even Katina and I don't even do a gift exchange. We haven't in a long time. We'll uh, we'll find something that's fairly expensive to buy together, or before Christmas, or you know, right before Christmas. And this is our Christmas. We have and a ruse that goes on here where we say we're not buying anything each other this year. We're going to buy it for the kid and buy it for the family, and then inevitably we'll sneak off and buy something for the significant other, and then of course, if the numbers don't match, <laughs> feelings are hurt. You know, That's why it's just I told you not to buy gift. me nothing. I told you not to buy me nothing. Why'd you get me three? Why'd you get me four things? You shouldn't have bought me nothing. You shouldn't have bought me nothing. So that goes on here. We just we always tell each other we're not gonna buy anything. We always do. Even though we say yeah. we're not. And go down that road. Um number four on the list. Buys nephew random clone slash bath soap bundle box. No. Oh, yes. <laughs> Don't how many boxes of brute Cologne, soap, and shampoo that we get in middle school. I don't think I ever used it. Maybe no, I did a squirt once after Christmas, and that was it. That's the point. And we were raised by our grandparents in a time of decorum where you are basically raised that if you got a present you didn't like, that you, you still got to use. You paint it. the smile on. You say thanks, and you be. And that's a great thing. But Carrie and I were talking tonight as we were last minute shopping. If the kid doesn't like this, we need to tell her. Tell us you don't like this. We would rather return it instead of having you throw something in the back of your closet because you're afraid you're going to hurt our feelings and waste the money because it's something you're never going to use. I would rather you tell us you don't like it. We'll take it back and either get you something you're going to use or keep the money. Things are too damn expensive right now to do the, oh, I like it. Let me hang it in my closet and find it three years from now with the tag still on it. I'm going to yes and you because you just keyed a huge pet peeve of mine. And let's talk about off the truck Tony's family. Mm-hmm. We'll get off the truck Tony's kid a gift. Mm-hmm. And I think they always take it back. One year we got them a Golden Knights jersey. Mm-hmm. That's fucking a pretty badass gift. Jerseys aren't cheap, especially if and they're fucking it, certified. And it was from the and it was from the NA, practice facility NHL store. Uh, and let's just he say said, "Well, I had to return it." We're like, "Why?" And he said, "Well, because it had a hole in it, and it looked like he ran a knife through it underneath the underneath the arm." We inspect things when we buy them. So at this point, I'm just like, okay, it's just gift cards, yeah. or we will, or we will go out of our way to find a gift that they can't return. Now, an adult jersey is about 130 dollars. A kid jersey, that's probably about 75, 80 bucks. So it's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's that's a kick so in the dick. Needless to say, they they have returned probably 95 percent of the gifts. Mm-hmm. Uh uh-uh. uh So now it's just gift cards. You know what? Nope. Where do you stand in? Where do you stand on the? I donated a. X amount of money to a charity in your name gift card guy. Where do you fall on that? At forty three. Did you did you really donate that? <laughs> Martin just said <laughs> I just I finished a bottle of old spice from a such from such a pack. I'm almost done with Mountain High. At forty three it smells good. Now does cologne get better with age or does it break down? I don't know. I don't think it's like wine. <laughs> I That's will funny. say I do go to the uh, Bell's Outlet to get deodorant and because col- uh-huh. uh, they actually have uh, Old Spice. Not Old Spice. Um, hey, Martin, what was all the preppy kids wearing in high school? Um, they want the sailboat on it. Um, oh, that's Nautica. Yeah, they have like Nautica clones for cheap. And um, mm-hmm. I got a pair of, I got a pair of, I got a roll of Ralph Lauren deodorant there. And it was on sale for five bucks. It's it's a fucking it's a uh, outlet. It's outlet store, right? This is the shit that doesn't sell at other stores, and they buy them the trailer and they just price them whatever. That I swear to God, Gordon, 
I th- knowing what I know now, I would pay the thirty dollars for that Ralph Lauren deodorant because it lasted five times longer than the seven dollar stick of bullshit you get at the grocery store. So in the no, long I, run, you're spending I, less money because it lasts longer. I I am with you. I am actually a fan of Aqua De Gio, which is like an eighty dollar fucking thing of a small bottle of cologne, but that shit will last me a year and a half. What's up, John Kraft? Yeah. Merry Christmas. So where do you yeah, it's the uh, Giorgio Armani? We'll get back know? to listen moment. Where do you stand on Tommy John underwear? I'm too cheap to try to buy them. Thank you. Every time <laughs> I hear a, and, and I get it, the and trust me, if Tommy John ever wants to sponsor the show, we'll change our our angle on it real quick. But for now, being that we are what we are, it's not working man's prices. I cannot pay. Once you buy Tommy John, you will get rid of all your underwear. Well, how many I can't pairs, afford it. I'll have to take out a negative mortgage on my house. How many pairs of underwear you have? Because Tommy John's are $35 a pair, not a pack, a pair. Well, you're supposed to change them out every six months, according to health people. So, But if, if you, you can afford... Seven, 14 pairs total, in case you go through two a day, especially in a hot climate. Uh, yeah, that's... I have a hard time pulling... That's a, a car payment. I have a hard time dropping like the 12 to $14 for a four-pack of Hanes. I mean... And then you get mad because they don't fucking fit right. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, ladies, I walk through Target. I see your real size women mannequins, you know, the fat ones. I see the five-foot-tall, six-foot-wide photo of the overweight chick in the super small underwear with her stretch marks and the gray hair being all natural. And I'm down for the cause. I'm down for it. I get it. Young ladies, I have two daughters. Young ladies have to grow up with this unreasonable expectations of what a woman should look like in her underwear. I'm down for it. I'm, I'm good. But why is it when I take my 44-year-old dad bod have an ass to the men's underwear section and I pick up a pack of boxer briefs, boxer shorts, tidy whiters, and or as Gordon used to wear back in the day, bikini. Why does every fucking person on the pack have a goddamn eight-pack abs? Where is the model that looks like fucking Larry the Cable Guy in a pair of whitey tighties? Why hey, don't we have brief. the fat guy? That is extremely brief, bad You're decision. stepping on my, my point. Life. My point being is if we have the <laughs> overweight women mannequin underwear and the overweight women wearing bikinis and the pictures and all that, why is it I still got fucking J. Crew models on the cheapest pair of underwear with their eight-pack abs and big-ass fucking pecs, biceps, traps? you want the guy with the fupa on there? I'm saying that fair is fair, and if they can get a fat chicken underwear on the cover there's I want fucking fucking Larry the Cable Guy and Whitey Tidies on the cover of my Hanes underwear because that is something that I can live up to. But we don't, go, we don't up complain on about two. it. We don't complain about it. We just go about our day. Well, yeah. But there's fair. That we do. Write a check for a child in the child's name. Can people still do that? Yes, because it happens to us all the time. People send Soriana checks in her fucking name. Which means they got to pay to the order of me, and I'm going to deposit it in my so bank. So she's got to sign it, and then you got to sign below it, right? And then I'm going to put it in my bank, and then go get money out of my ATM, which means to her, she knows the process. So, Dad, <laughs> why do I have to wait for you to cash my check when you can just give me the money now? Because I don't have any money. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> Daddy's broke. So write the check in the Go parents' name. Go out there and name. shake the money tree and see what falls out. <laughs> write the check in the parents' name so they can deposit it and give the kid the money when it clears. Stop writing checks in minors' names unless you want to open them a bank account. Um, <laughs> And that $5 ain't going to cut. <laughs> Gets drunk at family dinner 
and Eris Grievous's guy. <sighs> it's been a long time since we've had one of those holiday dinners. <laughs> they usually always took place in Kentucky. Usually along a river in a trailer. Right? Yes. Yes. But, uh, nothing says happy holidays like a good old argument. So don't be that guy. If you got a drinking problem, perhaps you should stay home. And if the old lady s- suggests that you go, remind her that you have a drinking problem and tell her it's probably best for all involved that you stay home. And the last one, this fucking guy. And this guy was represented in a movie and or television show. Oh, yes, Dexter. Takes a present from a woman and or child during a white elephant gift exchange. <laughs> you familiar with that episode of Dexter? I've been watching the new Dexter. No, that's the old yeah, one. Yeah, I think I do. This is I the think old I one. do yeah. 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 Who was the character that took the it present? It was just some random family member who basically... Like the, I think the kid got a stuffed fucking unicorn, and he was a fan of unicorns at age forty, and he fucking took the unicorn and gave the girl like a fucking bookmark. It was the Asian guy. Right? No, I'm sorry, it was not Dexter. It was California Cation, I believe. One of those shows, anyhow. I can't remember. They all run together. It was one of those shows because a fight ensued, and then he becomes. No, oh, no, 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 no. This is us. The television. Okay, I show. never watched that. It was on the show This Is Us. That's what it yeah, was. It looked a little too touchy-feely for me. So. Yeah, that was actually a good show, but it was on the show This Is Us. So, yeah. I thought you didn't watch network television. That was a long time ago, and we watched it on Netflix, so it doesn't count. I don't know if you're aware of this, Gutter, but there actually I was actually a I actually have a closer for this, but I still haven't put it together. What is this? You're going to wear this to the show. You're going to wear the shirt of the band you're going to go see. Don't be that guy. And now, to be or not to be that guy. Has concluded. Remember when Dave was on the show and we were talking about how... Um, you think Dave remembers when Dave was on the show? <laughs> no. Okay. Um, we were talking about women's softball and how the, the women's pitchers were wearing basically catcher's masks because they didn't want to catch a dinger to the face and bust up their pretty grill. And yeah, how yeah. that was carrying over to the short stops and some of the infielders. Women's hockey is kind of the same way. They call it a birdcage. Um and then I was talking to a girl who worked at the radio station who was already out of college, who was mm-hmm. teaching softball, and she herself was finding this a disgusting trend, but liability. And I get it. You're a college, high school chick, middle school chick. You don't want to bust your grill. You want to look pretty, whatever. Fine. About two weeks ago, I was invited to a men's 30 and up league softball game. Bunch of dads out there drinking and burning them down in the parking lot. Parking lot smelled like a skunk. Good times had by all. Once again, I can understand. Middle school, high school, college age girl wanting to protect their grill from a dinger to the face. Imagine my surprise when I see 30-year-old men on the pitching mound and shortstop wearing fucking hockey grills on their face. Sounds like they have been beamed beamed a couple of times, but it gets better. I'm standing there, and I haven't. Wait, been... this is in Florida, right? Uh huh. Where you shouldn't wear any mask at all. Exactly. I'm standing okay. there. Oh, there's no no P95 mask, no COVID mask anywhere, but baseball got the bird mask. cage on yep. the face. Okay. Are you aware of this new phenomenon? I don't know how long it started. Maybe somebody who plays softball can tell me. And this isn't just a men's league because this is at the. Cape Coral Sports Complex. Two home plates, Gordon. The what? 
two home plates, Gordon. Is this sort of like when you go to a golf play golf? There's like two tees or three tees. Yes, but that one makes sense. Women. One's for the women who can't. Mm-hmm. Two home plates because in softball, both men and I assume women, we don't want to risk action at the home plate. So that means when you're coming around third, the catcher stays on home plate one. You, as the runner, have to go on the home plate two. And if the catcher catches the ball at home plate one, you're out. But if you make it to home plate two before he gets to the ball, you're safe. But this prevents people from having fun and charging the fucking catcher and knocking them on their ass. So my view from the cheap cheap seats on the two home plates in the bird cages is some lawyers got involved. These are 30-year-old dudes. We're out know, in the parking lot drinking and smoking weed beforehand. This is something that the ballpark requires. I think this is just the way softball goes. I can get, I, look, I get. The, it's really become softball. I get the, the face mask. No one wants to take a fucking dinger from Big Steve, you know, fucking 300 pounds, fucking nailing you with a 110 mile an hour fucking line drive to the grill. I get that. Still a little pussy, but I get it. But having two home plates so that no one is possibly hit with a softball. Because soft it's ball. a drunk league? No, once again, these are the Cape Coral Association. These are where the chicks play softball on the weekend. These are where the leagues play. These are the professional grounds that these these beer you leagues play on. You have to give an aunt who is, was really big in the softball call. But this is a modern, this is a new development. I think this happened within the oh, last you got years. Oh, it's a discussion to have. But... So it's like you're afraid that he might push over the catcher. There might be contact. Maybe the runner gets hit in the shoulder with a softball. Really? We got to have two home plates I tell now? you, if I was playing in that league, I'd still steamroll that fucking catcher. You'd get kicked <laughs> out because you are not allowed to want – only time so this is flag football for softball. Yeah, the only time you stand at that plate is when you're batting. Once you leave that home plate – to first, you do not t- you. Your plate is the second home plate. According to uh, Mike, you can't even have metal cleats in men's softballs. Yeah, yeah. It's ten two ply home softball. plates. Ten ply, bud. Two home plates. Um, while we're on a topic of sports, I so saw. So would that be a duplex plate? <laughs> right. I saw a interview, and and this girl's obviously getting brought down by MSNBC and CNN. Hmm. But uh, um, she was on Fox News and she was trying to get other young collegiate athletes to stand up for themselves and for their, their rights. She was talking about how she started running track. No, I'm sorry. She started swimming in middle school mm-hmm. and was doing pretty damn good for herself. This is a biological female, right? Biological female. You see where this story's fucking going. Yep. Winning scholarships, setting titles. Very first year of freshman in college. Biological male, now identifying as a female, which the journalist did not say whether or not this person had to wear a woman's swimsuit. I think they should, <laughs> but they don't get into that. Uh, but this, a little, she's a little lumpy down there. This, they, she, him, when Herm. when he was in college, was setting all kinds of state records, and now he is just blowing away all the women's collegiate records by fucking tremendous amounts i mean it's like pulling up to a fucking you know 
combusting, you know, going down to the fucking uh, dirt race track on the weekend with a fucking electric car and just blowing away all the internal combustion engines that guys are building their fucking barns with a fucking high-end Tesla that's made at the Tesla plant, right? It's just the, the fucking records are so far apart. There's no way that mm-hmm. these biological women can catch up. And she's saying, you know, we need to stand up. We need to stand up. And which they're not. But I told her, you know, you know the quickest way to end this shit? I'm not saying they can't compete. I'm saying they just need their own league. You yes. Know, you know the quickest way to end this? Ladies show up. They get on the diving boards. They walk out. The trans person. Maybe there's multiple. And the, and the female uh, swimsuit they, with the plum smugglers. Your trans come out. That's fine. The women spin around on one heel. And walk back to the locker room. Yep. You have enough of these competitions not going on. Schools are going to start losing money. The swim teams are going to start losing interest, and the college swim teams will, uh, the college swim associations and women's whatever running. It happens in running too. All these, all these events where a biological male, and keep in mind, this isn't a cat that trans. I think the new term is in utero male. This isn't a, a cat who transitioned at twelve. No. And you know, or or seven, who started taking female hormones and didn't produce the men's muscles and the men's frame. This is a guy didn't, who yeah. transitioned when he was like twenty two. So he's a fucking yeah. dude. Yeah, he had the benefits of the testosterone going through. Puberty. He has all the benefits that made it a necessity to have two different leagues up until this time in history, because we realize that biologically, men and women are different, even with the way they move. A woman runner runs different than a, a man because of the pelvis, the way their body, it's completely fucking different. But these athletes, they just need to stop competing. Well, I was to- listening to an episode of Joe Rogan with Blair White on it, uh, who is a, a trans woman. And she is exactly the same mindset, you know, even being trans. And she's getting a lot of hate. Oh, yeah. She's an uh, Uncle saying, Tom. You know, this, it's unfair. Uncle Tina. You know, it's, it's, it's insane. Absolutely nuts. I mean, that, you know, and these are the same people that say trust the science. Cause trouble. This is for me. Hurt someone's feelings. I said it. Yet he didn't want to do it. Yes, troublesome people are often people in trouble. They may be mentally ill. Find out how you can help. Write Better Mental Health, Box 3000, New York 1, New York. You're a track meet. You're looking down the line, and it's all five foot three, five foot eight, 87 pound chicks. And here comes newly trans. Bertha, six foot five, 187 pounds. Calf muscles, completely different shape. Just uh, quads, different shape. Just walk off the track. Let that person win by default. Let the crowd boo. Happens five, six times. People stop showing up, and they'll be forced to do something about it. Because what, what other, it's not, it's not a level playing field. It is not. No, In a 100%. industry. Where you can't take steroids because you want everybody supposed to have the same genetic you makeup. You want everybody on the even keel, right? Yeah, everybody's supposed to be in the genetic makeup. Most, a lot of these events, not running, but a lot of these athletics have weight classes because you want an even keel. You know, you want a level playing field. In sports, they have age groups up until middle school. But Steve over there was never winning anything, so he became Stephanie. Mm-hmm. Well, to and, be fair, uh, in that case, I think Steve was winning. He was winning, but and I think Steve truly wanted to transition, 
for all the right reasons because once again he was setting men's records but now he's just destroying the women's records to make it fucking impossible it'll be like okay this season uh, this season only we're gonna allow steve to use steroids and the weightlifting competition no one else can we're gonna let him set records and then outlaw steroids from here on out and his record will never be beaten because no one can get to that unfair advantage and it's just yeah that's i don't know that's the only thing you, the only thing you can do on that Absolutely. So check it out. Check it out. We we discovered that Oliver has a a bad habit. Of blowing away? No. Although his ears could probably carry him quite a ways. Drivers are rude. Such attitude. So when I Sabrina has been coming downstairs more. And uh Katina will give Oliver a snack. Actually, mm-hmm. she bought a puppy patty from In and Out. No, gave Oliver some, and, this, and, and Sabrina was on down there. Gave Sabrina Aww. some. Oliver does Aww. not share. No, Oliver went to bite her face. No, you can't have that. You got to whoop his ass. Yep. Well, you know, you got to whoop his snout because his ass is too close to his bum, his bum wing. Yeah, Bailey and, started uh, a thing. She's in heat. We still haven't gotten her fixed. We're, we're working on that. Um, I have. I'm now, is it getting them fixed or is that breaking them? Well, she has been. Well, interestingly, in this case, she was housebroken, but mm-hmm. for some reason on this cycle, she's now peed in the house twice, and she has not yeah, done that right, since right. we've had her. So that's got to get fixed real quick. Oh, yeah. I have another story. I wasn't going to read. Oh. Yeah. Uh, did a little. Let's see if we get our uh, live stream shut down, shall we? <laughs> Confessing social media messages on Kyle Rittenhouse leaves supporters scratching their heads. This is from, uh, I think, Newsweek. Okay. More than four weeks after a jury declared that Kyle Rittenhouse was not guilty of any crimes, some supporters who have been saying for months that the teenager acted in self-defense while killing two men and wounding a third during rights last year in Kenosha, Wisconsin, are still dealing with the social media fallout for their opinions. Hmm, imagine that. Joshua Limpengott, a writer for The Federalist, for example, said he tweeted prior to November 19th, um... That a not guilty verdict that Kyle Rittenhouse did nothing wrong, and Twitter suspended him for 12 hours. Feeling vindicated after the verdict of the not guilty on all charges, he retweeted the exact same sentence, and again, Twitter su- suspended him this time for a full week. But perhaps at the top of the fallout list on conservative podcaster Dinesh D'Souza, who tells Newsweek he has not only been demonetized on Facebook, but is also on the offense, I'm sorry, is also on there one offense away from losing his entire page with over 2 million followers. Quote, uh, let's see, oh, sorry. His latest, his latest perceived sin was posting a TV clip of himself on the Laura Ingram Fox News show where he had praised Rittenhouse, who's, um, who Facebook had previously declared was a dangerous individual who committed mass murder. Quote, think about the male population Kenosha. Where were they? D'Souza asked Ingram, and the clip aired two days prior to the verdict. Quote, cowering in their homes while all these people are burning things and setting things on fire and and attacking other people. So Kyle Rittenhouse was one of the few guys who had the guts to get out there when no one else did. After D'Souza's post, the clip Facebook sent, I'm sorry, after D'Souza posted the clip, Facebook sent him a private message reading, you're restricted from advertising. They didn't, they didn't take his account down. 
They didn't delete the post. They simply sent him a message saying, hey, you're restricted from advertising. Advertising what? Well, as we've said before, Facebook, if you want people to see your post, you've got to pay them money, quote-unquote advertising fees, for them to uh, update your post and to buy articles on Facebook. You're restricted from advertising according to the documents reviewed by Newsweek. And after the verdict, Facebook said it would not be revisiting the decision to give him a strike against his account. Quote, I could repost the Ingram appearance, but what is? But that's not the point, said D'Souza. The point is I am demonetized, restricted in distribution, which goes out for about a year. I am in danger of losing my whole, pay, my whole page if I have another, quote, offense, which could be just about as arbitrary. I'm going to add to that story. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's insane. We've had Vinny on the show who mm-hmm. talked about having a private Facebook group for people who were losing weight. And because people used the phrase fat, not calling each other fat, but saying, hey, I lost this much weight because I consume fat. Because he'll go into the healthy fats out there. Because mm-hmm. the people in his group typed the word fat in their messages, he got a suspension notice for hate speech. Well, check this out. I don't know if you heard about this. I heard about it a week or two ago, but um, investigative journalist John Stossel, formerly of ABC wow. News, brought a lawsuit against Facebook in defending their case. Good. Facebook actually, and this may get us shut down real quick, Facebook actually admitted that their so-called fact checks used by the company are not actually fact checks, but merely opinions. This was admitted in court. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So according to the New York Post, the lawsuit stemmed from two videos posted by Stossel that discussed climate change, which the Post referred to as a third rail of liberal politics. The video did not question the existence of climate change, which has been... um, which has been kind of the the, the, um, calling card of of liberal politicians, but uh, just wanted to add a little debate to it. And because of that, they fact-check it as... They typically do false, out of context, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, yeah, they've now admitted in court that their fact checks, like we all been saying, is merely somebody's opinion. Yeah, I'm looking for, I'm looking for, oh, I probably didn't load it. Let me just load it real quick. Um, because you're talking about environmental, which will go good into a story that I have. But what else would go good into that story is the TikTok lesson of the week, which I recorded, but I did not add to the board. So just sort by more. It's actually a good one. Sort by modification date. I don't know why that's no longer an option. Date modified. <laughs> modification. Mod- Cancel. I'll just look for it the hard way. If you live in the Cape Coral area and you'd mm-hmm. like to be a producer mm-hmm. as a hobby mm-hmm. for the... Yeah, there's no there's no money to be had. Uh, <laughs> for the What's in Your Head podcast and Digital well, 410, please reach bourbon. out um, to info at d410.com. What was, the, what was the topic of that TikTok? <sighs> Tiny Homes. Oh, yes. Homes. Homes. Um, name? Oh, here we go. Tiny Houses. Here we go. Let's just pretend that last 30 seconds didn't happen. And let's pretend like we're in the middle of the show. And let me find my other soundboard because i got too many of them. Need some more monitors. Yeah, like I already got, including my Remix Fitness bike, i got four monitors in there. Um, That's what I need. I need this guy right here. 
volume control. And now for the What's in Your Head podcast TikTok lesson of the week. Over the last two years of social imprisonment, I've been watching a lot of tiny house videos, and it's strange to me that people living in trailer parks are treated like trash, while people that are living in literal shipping containers are considered brilliant. You live in a trailer, Walter, and you're no better than anybody else. <laughs> I'll see myself out. And this has been the What's in Your Head podcast TikTok lesson of the week. Anybody who watches TikTok and even YouTube know that there's an entire community of young 20-somethings out there who have decided who needs an apartment. I have a job that either allows me to work from home or I have enough YouTube followers or rich parents that will finance me traveling around the world living in a van. or perhaps Van even, life. Or perhaps even a small RV. Sounds fun. I like mm -hmm. RVs. I'm not going to knock it. But... What's one of the key components to living in a van or an RV, Gordon? Finding a legit place to park. And to have a way to provide yourself with electricity when your car's Correct. off. What they call shore power. Legislation to ban motorhomes <laughs> and portable generations threaten RVers. Saturday, December 5th, 2021. A seemingly innocuous... In California. An seemingly innocuous air pollution proposal before the California legislature could ban oh, the guess. sale of portable generators in the state. Clearly, tell me you don't have hurricanes without telling me you don't have hurricanes, California. Hold on, I'm going to stop you right there. I think that this is a ruse to get rid of all the, because of the homeless population, a lot of them are living out of campers and stuff. It might be. A ruse. Uh, let's see. A uh, legislator could ban the sale of portable generators in their state. And have a crippling effect on RVers who rely on them to power their rigs when shore power is not available. That's the same catchphrase Gordon used, shore power. According to the definition for the proposal, the ban could include the use of generators installed in most motorhomes or on motorized RVs. RVers who travel with trailers and fifth wheels would be unable to use portable generators. Well, what is confusing at the moment is if the bill intends to ban the use of portable generators and or ban the sale of them being beginning in 2024, we will follow up with this tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. Assembly Bill 1346 would compel the California Air Resource Board to adopt regulations by July 1st, 2022 to prohibit emissions from small off-road engines. Most of them are four-stroke now, by Including the way. portable generators, but wouldn't that also include... Leaf blowers? Yeah, that's already on the docket. Weed yeah. eaters? And gas-powered lawnmowers? Hmm. Oh, yeah. While it may be intended to promote the use of battery-operated lawn and garden equipment, it would also result in banning the sale of portable generators in the state as soon as 2024. They're fucking idiots. Yeah. The proposal assumes that portable generators could be replaced with so-called Z... E generators, zero emission equipment. However, ZEE generators rely on battery power and electricity for charging it that would not be available during power outages or natural Therefore, disasters. it's not generating shit. <laughs> the ZEE it's in the word generator. It generates electricity. The ZEE units are typically 5 to 20 times the cost of gasoline power generators. Yet, they are only provide backup power for a short period of time, typically one to two hours before the battery is discharged. It's like a Tesla Powerwall. Furthermore, once the batteries are discharged, they cannot be recharged during power outages without expensive solar, I'm sorry, expensive solar panels or expensive spare charge batteries. 
For these reasons, the Portable Generator Manufacturers Association, PGMA, sounds like a golf association, is requesting an exemption for portable generators to be included in the proposal. An estimated 1.5 million generators exist in California, primarily used by residents during natural disasters or brownouts because yeah, the infrastructure Yeah, and they get a lot sucks. of effing brownouts. That's just ridiculous. I was telling a, a cat the other day that this year on Thanksgiving in Malibu, oh, yeah. they had a brownout from midnight until 12 p.m. So no one could uh, some of the wealthiest people in the state. And I and I can only imagine they have probably some laws against propane fucking propane stoves inside the houses. So uh do they well I guess they would have to have propane ovens. Yeah, so a lot of people weren't able to uh cook all of their their uh Thanksgiving wares this year in Malibu. And those are the kind of houses that have big gatherings. Mm-hmm. Joining us now from the like Digital 410 West News Desk in Las Vegas, Nevada, Gordon Abernathy. Gordon, how are you doing tonight? Uh, not as good as some Gulf Breeze Florida residents. Oh, yeah? What do they do? Uh, they got their electric bills paid. Past due electric bills paid. By who? Shaq? An army vet pays off past due utility bills in a Florida city, which is Gulf Breeze. A man who was rewarded by Planters Peanut Company for being a good Samaritan is continuing to help others in his Florida panhandle city. Over the previous two Christmas seasons, one Mike Esmond has donated about twelve grand to pay off utility bills for people in the Gulf Breeze who needed extra help. Meanwhile, then Don Abernathy is still waiting for his free hot dogs from Celine for making a TikTok post that now has close to 12,000 views. Back to you, Gordon. Then in March, he... my P.O. Planters... box is listed on my uh, profile. I'm waiting for then... my hot dogs. Then in March, Planters sent Esmond a check of $104,000 for his good works as part of the company's A Nut Above campaign. Since then, Esmond had uh, continued to help with past due utility bills, paying off balances for 677 accounts. Which which probably left him with $110,000 left. In other words, I paid everybody's past due account for a while, about March to August, like six months straight, according to Esmond. Yeah, but he didn't realize what he just fucking did. Every time uh, one of these cats has a bill late, maybe wants to buy a little something nice for the old lady, guess whose door they're going to come knocking on. Kind of like well, feeding last, a feral yeah, cat there, Raymond. Esmond. <laughs> last week, Esmond donated funds to pay off 29 accounts, putting the total donations at about 85000 this year. And more than 96K over the past three years. He says he continues his effort in hopes of inspiring others to reach their hands out. How old is this guy? Uh, it didn't really say. that He is a vet. His age is not listed. Yeah, but he could be a Gulf War vet, which means he's 43. <laughs> I'm just wondering if maybe he's got a short time to live, did the math, and realized I could live handsomely off of X amount yeah, of money. Yeah, it looks like he's in the military in the 80s, so... He's a little up there. Now I feel like I'm up there by saying that. We're all up there. Well, Esmond did good, and we like dogs. Dogs? Do you like dogs? A uh, little, little, little subject top here. Colorado dog was missing for two weeks, has been rescued from a ledge. 
Colorado Springs, Colorado. A dog missing for two weeks in Colorado was rescued from a ledge located about 50 yards above a creek, or creek back home, uh, is now back home. An animal control officer with the Humane Society of Pike Peak, Pikes Peak, holy fuck, Pikes Peak Regions. What was that? The Pikes Peak Region. Go ahead. I'm struggling. Anchored herself to a wooden fence and rappelled down to the dog using a mountaineering harness and a rope provided by a man living. Why does it have to be a tongue twister? Your timing's off there, bud. Well, I had to dig eight (laughs) layers deep. Nearby on December the 1st. Humane Society said Monday on Facebook the dog later identified through her microchip and tag as Jessie Lee immediately wagged her tail and crawled towards the officer. I think we have a clip of that. Hold tight. Hold on. Now, there is a problem with pikers or gypsies. What are you doing, Potter? Get out the way back. You can't really understand much of what is being said. You tell me. It doesn't sound like Colorado. Come back, Pedro. Mr. O'Neill. Fuck, man. Tell me, Mickey. It's not Irish. It's not English. How are you? Fair to witness my kindness with the horses, you know. It's just, well, it's just pikey. Pikey. Fuck me. Just look at the size of it. How big are you? Hey, kids. How big is he? A big man, that's for sure. Hey, man. Come and look at the size of this fella. Bessie Bax a little, can't you Ah. You look like a bachelor. Get out of the way, Mickey. See if the fellas would like a drink. Oh, I could murder one. We know more than done around here, I don't mind telling you. Get your hands out there, you cheeky little joy. Cup of tea for the big fella. Come on. Don't be silly, Mickey. Offer the man a proper drink, oh. right? <laughs> you little fucker. Is the big fella not coming with us? No, he's minding the car. Who do you think we are? Thieves? I oh, know nothing like that, Miss O'Neill. Larks looking after cows. Get dags. Do you like dags? Dags. What? Yeah, dags. 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 Oh, dogs. Sure. I like like dogs. That was a long way to go to get there. Yeah, there's still another 13 seconds left on that, but back to the next. That's all right. We're moving on to a different story. Needless to say, they rescued this poor dog off a cliff. It's been up there for, they're guessing, two weeks. He just likes to look after cars. Akron, Ohio. Mm, buddy. This almost sounds like something that could happen in Florida. Or maybe Vegas. Perhaps a Germany. 50, a 58-foot-long pedestrian bridge has been stolen <laughs> from an Ohio city last month and now has been found. And there is a man facing charges, according to police. Now, is this like one of those cable wood suspension bridges like they had at Big Bone? Yeah. Not really. How is he still a 50-foot-long bridge? We're going to find out right now. We got myself a backhoe. So stay tuned. Four-wheel drive. Akron police said investigators are acting on tips and other information Friday afternoon found a missing span. Oi, someone stole the fucking bridge. (laughs) I like dags. Partially disassembled on the property in, on a hey, property the big fella in not Sharon. Coming? Nah, he's going to stay back and watch the bridge. What do you think we are? A bunch of thieves? No, nah, he just likes watching after bridges. It's thieves. Uh, this missing span partially disassembled on property in Sharon Township in neighboring Median County. A man has been arrested and charged with felony theft. Scrap that According metal, to police, the Akron Bridge, described as a Lego-like structure... Once crossed the river, a river in Akron's Millbury Run Park near Goodyear's World Headquarters. Well, back in 2003, 2004, it was taken down as part of a wetland restoration project. It was stored on park property with plans for it to be reused for a batter woman's shelter project. 
So basically, this bridge was all broken down and piled up somewhere, and a, a guy uh, kind of reminiscent of a, a probably said this words we heard as children is, look what followed me home. I'm looking at this bridge. Mm-hmm. You got one, two, three. You got about seven or eight I-beams that are going across to make your horizontal. Then you got two vertical sides with railings that almost look like cattle cages. And then there, I'm sure there was some footer material put on top. This is not a very attractive bridge. I guarantee this guy fucking scrapped it. This is or he all tried to. Pure, yeah, this is all steel and aluminum. He tried to scrap this shit. Well, police discovered it on November 3rd someone had removed the treated deck boards of the 10-foot-wide, 6-foot-tall structure. And on November 11th, they found that the metal frame had been taken. Mm-hmm. How old do you think the person is who would take such a thing? 53. A 63-year-old man. He drives a beat-up beat up, um, Escalade. Yep. A 63-year-old man was charged with felony theft. According to Akron Police and court records, authorities alleged that he had paid a trucking company for crane service, and the firm picked up the bridge and took it to Medina County. Now, at this point, you're you're losing money. <laughs> well, Scrap yeah, prices Have you seen the cost of steel lately? Yeah, I know, but have you seen the process, cost of crane rental? A crane rental will run you about $125 for an hour. Yeah, and then the flatbed truck, he's going to have to rent to put this fucking thing on. This just seems Suspect a lot like the uh, Kramer. Maybe it's thirty-five cents for that taco. This just seems like this is the Kramer Newman trip to fucking Pennsylvania with the soda cans. And the only way that it worked was on fucking Mother's Day. But go ahead. Well, and so needless to say, this this uh, rocket scientist, you know, who had a bridge follow him home, uh, is in some serious trouble. But not nearly as disturbing as the squirrels that forced Saint Paul a St. Paul Park to scale back holiday lights. St. Paul, Minnesota. Hold on, just, just then. Hold on. <laughs> we have the plan going down. Damn. Oh, Mother's Day. Wait a second. Mother's Day? Drinks his Meliora. <laughs> Come on, Kramer! It's the truck, Kramer. The truck! Look, Newman, I told you to let this thing go! No, 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 listen to me. Most days, the post office sends one truckload of mail to the second domestic regional sorting facility in Saginaw, Michigan. Uh-huh. But... On the week before holidays, we see a surge. On Valentine's Day, we send two trucks. On Christmas, four, packed to the brim. And tomorrow, if history is any guide, we'll see some spillover into a fifth truck. Mother's Day. The mother of all mail days. <laughs> Guess who signed up for the truck? A free truck? <laughs> oh, Boy, that completely changes our cost structure. Our G&A goes down 50%. We carry a couple of bags of mail and the rest is ours. Newman, you magnificent bastard. And that's how they scrap the bridge. 
<laughs> Got to keep the cost down. Absolutely. So, um, fat squirrels, a troop of fat, hungry squirrels, had put the kibosh on downtown St. Paul's Parks holiday lights display. Yeah, it's Minnesota. Friend, like, they can give a shit. Friends of Mears Park had to uh, forego the usual display this year because squirrels decided to chew through the light wires last year and the vendor had refused to put them up again because he fears that it's going to happen also. As an electrician, Not a real big story, those, but hey, in the world of COVID... Uh, as an electrician, how many think those squirrels do you think bought the farm? Uh, probably a few. But what's interesting, though, is it's, it's what the wires uh, were coated with which is a polyistic acid, a derivative of corn sugar, uh-huh. which these little bastards found appealing See? and decided to uh, get the spicy uh, the spicy wire. Good intentions, bad consequences. Try to make a more environmental friendly light cabling system and attract the tree the rats are going. and they chomp, chomp, pop, pop. Fizzle, fizzle. That is really all I have for the news. This concludes the evening news, and now back to the ACT Computer Studio in Cape Coral, Florida. That is going to wrap it up for this year in the What's In Your Head podcast. That's right. We're going to take the next two weeks off because of holidays, because, well, the next Tuesday falls right after Christmas, and the one after that falls after New Year's Eve, and, well, we want time off, too. So thank you, you know guys. There's only two different numbers in this today's date. Well, three. 12, 21, 2021. 20, that damn zero fucked it up. In 21, 21. When we're all dead and gone, someone will be saying that. It'll be on T-shirts and everything. But anyhow, thank you guys for supporting us for another year of the What's in Your Head and your What's Your Head podcast. Please head over to Patreon. Please like, subscribe, and uh, sign up. It's a dollar a month. It goes a long way. And if you want, sign up for the $7.50 a month plan. And after month two, you'll get a free T-shirt. And if you haven't done so, please like and subscribe to us on YouTube and enjoy our content there. But uh, on behalf of myself and Gordon and everyone over here at Digital 410, um, please, oh, by the way, go check out the newly uploaded um, edition of the Tackle Your Personal Best podcast. It is up. You can find it over at uh, pb.d-410.com or just head over to d-410.com. You'll find a link. And it is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, where all fine podcasts are found. But thank you guys so much for hanging out with us for another year, and we will see you and the uh, first or second Tuesday in 2022. You know where to find us. Thank you guys so much, and we will talk to you all next year. <laughs> that old joke. This has been a Digital 410 production. <laughs>